Welcome to the Nebraska Wedding Podcast. I'm Kelly LaFleur, your host. Thank you for listening. This is episode nine. I am so excited for today's episode because we talk all about DJ and entertainment for weddings. Our guest today is Mara Bryan of A Special Event DJ, built out of Iowa and now serving the Omaha area. It is a family business and she is the second generation and she talks a lot about the history of the business, their heart for their couples, how they stand out in the competition, and she has some great suggestions at the very end of playlists and song ideas for cocktail hour and different situations that I throw at her. So I hope you enjoy today's episode and without further ado, meet Mara Bryan. All right. Hi, everyone. We're here today with Mara Bryan from A Special Event DJ, and she is here to talk to us all about events and DJ and all of the things. So thank you very much for being here. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and the company, and you shared it was a family company. So give us a little history lesson and give us a background on a special event DJ. Okay. So we started um, a long time ago. I don't know the exact year at the top of my head right now. It'll probably come to me later. So I'll be like, hey, I remember the date. But um, it started back when I was just about to go into middle school with my dad. Um, my dad kept buying more music equipment because he's a drummer and he's in a band. And my mom was like, if you buy more music equipment and put it in my dining room and don't make money off of it, I'm going to sell it. So he did. He made money off of it. That's kind of how the business started. Um, it started with like, like kind of all at the same time, some middle school dances and some blog parties. And then someone was like, hey, you should be my wedding DJ. And then that's kind of where it all took off. Um, And that started in Des Moines, um, specifically south of Des Moines in a tiny town called Indianola, um, but serves the greater Des Moines community. And then we, and then my mom came on board a little bit later because my dad, um, he started like doing planning with brides and he had this like um, software stuff. And my mom was like, this is kind of interesting. I can help you with this and I want to get paid for it because, you know, it all comes back to fun money. Um, And she was actually really good at it. So she's really good at planning. So she created this whole planning process and getting with the brides and getting all this information and making sure that everything was correct. Um, And at that time, she was still a nurse. So she would like work all day, come home, do a stuff all night with my dad. Um, And then it like exploded from there. So we went from like one to two DJs, like three, four, five, six, like within a year. And then we went six, seven, eight. So just like kept building. Um, I entered the scene um, when I was 17 and a half. And my parents had just bought photo booths. And they're like, this would be a great addition to DJ because it's entertainment. It's fun. It's happening. It's cool. And so I was the first photo booth attendant. And at my first event, I saw three grown males' butts and someone's boobs. And at that point, we had decided you have to be 18 or older to work for the company because <laughs> you just don't know what people are going to do. Um, and then when I was in uh, like 18, 19, right fresh out of high school, barely in college, barely an adult, like not even. And um, my parents had added the covers to the speakers. And then we exploded again. Um, and then 
kind of fast forwarding a little bit, we hired a wedding planner within that time to come in, and that's Ellie. Um, and she does all the wedding planning for the business. So she kind of took over my mom's role because my mom now focuses on like internal marketing and design and day to day, like the owning of business stuff. Um, and then my dad does kind of like the equipment and um, kind of behind the scenes training everyone. He does a lot of emceeing. He does like the music side. So they kind of like my mom does like kind of all the pretty like bridal stuff. And then my dad does like the fun. I'm a dude stuff. And then they like do it as a small business. Um, and then Ellie does the wedding planning. And I'm over here in Omaha. That's where we're here. Um, and then a couple years later after that. So I'm thinking we're like 2014, 2015, 16. I don't know. Years go by quick. Around that time, my parents bought a shop. And so then we, because we we couldn't fit in my parents' dining room anymore. And so they bought the shop, and that's located on the square in Indianola, and it's super cute. Um, definitely recommend going by if you're ever in Des Moines and you want to go to the balloon field. And then also a special event. And then at that point, that's when we expanded to Omaha, and then we also expanded to Iowa City. So we have um, a couple of DJs out in Iowa City area who helped kind of handle that, and then I'm out here doing the thing, the entrepreneurial thing in Omaha. That's I, awesome. I think that's the rundown. Awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that it's a family business, and you're kind of like coming into it, and uh -huh. obviously you've been, you've been doing it for a while, but kind mm -hmm. of hitting more of the business side yes. of everything and different things like that. So um, tell us a little bit about what made you guys want to break into the Omaha community. Um, honestly, like geographically, it makes sense. Um, we tried to go into the Chicago market. It was a little too early. And it's, I mean, it's like a four-hour drive to like the suburbs of Chicago. But to get into Chicago, it's like five or six from my parents' hometown or from my hometown. Um, and that's just like too far of a distance. Like, you can't save the day when you're six hours away. Um, and that's like a big, a big part of like our culture is um, being like backup after backup after backup. So that like no matter who you get, it's all going to be great. Um, so Omaha, just like it made sense. It's two hours from Des Moines, from my parents' house to Omaha. It's two hours from like West Des Moines. It's like an hour 45, like depending on where you're coming from. So just geographically, it made sense. Um, I am marrying someone from Omaha, and we moved back. So it made sense there. So just kind of like all the stars aligned, and so far it's been really well received. Awesome. So you talked a little bit. You mentioned kind of the ACE culture. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk a little bit more about that. Like what makes you guys – unique what's your pitch what's what tell us in a nutshell kind of like what you guys do and how you're different yeah so uh, the number one thing is um all of ace is it's all it's not about us on the day it's not about us at any wedding unless we were hired for it to be about us um so for like wedding specific because I mean I could talk for hours about everything we do but wedding specific what we focus on is the entertainment like people come to your wedding and they remember three things you remember the food, you remember if they had fun or not, and that's, okay, so two things. <laughs> There's another thing in there, uh, but I forgot it. Probably the cake. 
cake. Yeah, cake is know. super important. Cake or like, uh, yeah, good time, food, DJ. I don't know. Kind of like DJ, good time. Anyways, they come and they want to remember, like they want to have a fun night. Like people get dressed up and go do this thing for this person that they love because they're getting married and they want to remember it. They want to have a good time because there's so many other things that they could do, but they clicked yes on that RSVP. It's a big deal. Um, and so our number one main thing is to make sure that it's all about them. Um, and so that's kind of how we've built what we do. Um, we like to be all inclusive. So we're very like, this is our price. This is everything that's included. Um, we don't like to be like, Oh, if you want that, it's this, like, there's none of that, like, kind of sketchiness that goes on um, that I feel like sometimes, like, DJs specifically in the wedding market get a bad rap on. Ace is just about making it all about the bride and groom. And re- ways we do that is every DJ is trained under my dad, um, who's, like, kind of the start of the whole thing. And he is his own person and super charming and hilarious and, like, understands people and knows the right thing to say every single time without fail. Um, so everyone trains under him and has like the same, like, like if you don't like hit this like level of like customer service, then probably not going to put you on the schedule, probably not going to hire you. Um, and then, so that's one way we do it. So they train between them. I say a lot of DJs train under me and a couple other DJs. Um, we very much believe in the medical see one, do one, teach one. And then we also have that wedding planner and she goes through and she makes like a literal, like. 505 this song plays 507 this song plays 508 like an agenda for the dj to have so every dj is looking at the same organizational method which allows us to be able to replicate over and over again but then still deliver the same experience um or not the same experience but like a customized experience um so those are like little things that we do to like help make sure that it's not about us and that they have the best day ever uh, and then we all kind of, but like within that, we also get to have our personality. So there's no, like you get to like, there's no like book of like, oh, I want, like, I'm going to look through these DJs and see which one I like. It's like you get assigned a DJ based on like when Missy and Tim or me meet you or Ellie and like who that best fit would be. Like maybe you're like a really, you are very concerned about your wedding day and everything going really well and like maybe a little... Like controlling, which is fine, but like in that instance, we're gonna put you with someone who's gonna put you at ease and make you feel good and not like hype that feeling up because we want you to enjoy yourself and not be worried about like when is cake cutting gonna happen? Is there gonna be a knife there and things like that? Like we know to take care of it. Um, so those are just like little things that we do, and then there's like other like very internal things that we do, like group chats and Snapchats to each other. The fun stuff. Yeah. Having each other's back like at all times. So that's awesome. Um, so just talking maybe a little bit more about like the company culture, like you mentioned group texts and Snapchat and different things like that. Like how does that play into, you know, the wedding day experience? Like how do you feel like that has built from like that internal to the external? Yeah, so, I mean, I call all of the DJs, like, they're my brothers, um, and just, like, an example, I was, I was DJing, so I DJ, I've been doing it for, this is my seventh year DJing, my ninth year with the company, weird, I don't like talking about how that time goes by really fast, 
But um, I was at this wedding and it was going really well, but I like felt like I couldn't like nail it. And we were like an hour into the dance and I was like, this girl wants the best day of her life. She's got a flower crown. I'm feeling her, but I don't think she's feeling me. And so I knew that um, Josh was not DJing that night and I called him and I was like, hey, come help make this hype. Like, I need you on the mic. Like, we need to do some stuff. Like, let's make it happen. And he was there in like 20 minutes because he was like, ah, even though I don't have the night off, like, I'm going to come <laughs> make awesome. sure you're good. You're good. So, I mean, I would say like in the kind of like pinch moments, that's how it works, like how the culture spills over. But just even like if you talk to any one of us, like we just love each other and like we just have fun with it. Let's see. Before we kind of dive into more about like the mechanics and how you guys work with clients and DJ experience and everything like that. Um, let's talk a little bit more about you. And oh. yeah, because, you know, you're the face here in Omaha. So, well, hmm, I'm a redhead. Uh, and I'm short. So, I mean, like, that's how you recognize me. And that's how I tell people to find me at appointments. So I'm like, I'm the redhead. And then sometimes, like, one time I walked into a coffee shop and there was, like, four redheads. And I was like, crap. So I was like, I'm the one with the white bag. <laughs> um, so that's how I distinguish myself. Um, I really, I'm very active. I have two dogs. And I love to run. I'm getting back into running. April was a slow month for me. Um, and I'm getting married in July. And so when I listened to the first podcast with Dana and you guys were talking about the guest list, I was like dead. I was like, oh my God, I feel that so hard. The guest list is so hard. And so I just like for everyone out there, just use Dana's template. Cause I wish I did, but I'm, I'm a little, I'm like eight months too late on that one, but it's great. Um, and so I'm getting married in July. I moved to Omaha three years ago, which is insane to think about. Recently, I live in Council Bluffs and we have a little cute house there. Um, and I really love music and I like Netflix, like everyone in America. Um, and I just really like to be outdoors. Like I just, anytime I can be outside, I'm outside. Um, and I love like weddings and events and I kind of like, I'm like a little bit of a performer. So like emceeing and all that part is super fun for me, especially when it's like different people, but like same type of event. It's just like fun. Like, how can I make this better for this couple? What can I do here? And like, I like love learning about everything and like teaching, like doing speak speeches or speaking Toastmasters and stuff like that. So, um, just living my best life out here in Omaha. That's awesome. Fantastic. Um, let's talk a little bit about how you feel like you have become an expert in the DJ industry and everything mm -hmm. like that because you have been doing it for a while. You've got lots of years of experience yeah. under your belt, which I'm sure a lot of people looking at you may not assume that. No. <laughs> Same with me. Um, so tell us a little bit about like so maybe one or two experiences that you had that you feel like have just really kind of pivoted or made you a better DJ, better um, networker, better service provider. Yeah. So, I mean, I would like to just like put it out there that like I am definitely a salesperson at heart. Like it just comes within me. But like emceeing and like DJing someone's wedding is like so much fun. I get totally lost in the moment. Um, but like a past experience that I feel like definitely made me grow up a lot was this wedding I did in Des Moines 
um, with Taylor from White Willow or Bows and Flowers. Um, and it was like, I don't know, a while ago. And it was a tough wedding. Like there's a lot of things going on. And there was like a lot of expectations set. And we had like some of our bigger packages there. And I was like a little bit stressed out. And like this friend who's now one of my best friends. But like it was like that moment where I was like, I really want to be your friend. But I'm like, we're not there yet. Like she was there. So I felt like I had to impress her. So it was like all of these expectations. Um, and it was just a really hard event. Like I had to call in my parents and to come help me. And I definitely like the bride and groom at the end of the day were super happy. But like internally, I was like, I'm dying right now. And I like went and threw up in the bathroom. Like it was a whole thing. Um, and, and like things that taught me that was like, okay, it's always about the bride and groom. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Like even myself, you know, like putting myself like, okay, this is how I normally do things, but it's not what they want. Like, okay, let, let it go, Mara. Adapt and overcome. Um, and like the other like part, like it just was like one of those big events where you like just see a lot of different things. Like where like as a DJ, like you don't always think to do this thing, but like they were trying to like get toasts in the the champagne and the flutes as fast as possible because grandma and grandpa were about done. But grandma and grandpa were like really wanting to see the first dance. So it was like literally the venue manager was like running to put to- like champagne in people's flutes. So I was like, well, I'm not making announcement right now. So I grabbed some champagne. I was like, can I help? And I just started pouring because I mean, they were like super important. So it's just like that taught me a lot about how like the wedding, the event is not all about like what I showed up to do. It's about what videographer shows up to do, what the photographer shows up to do. Like we're all there to do like the same team effort. Um, and sometimes it's just like humbling yourself and putting like that goal before yours, even though like you may have these explicit, like this is what's so important to me from the bride that maybe not be the overall at that moment. And then like recently I went to the wedding wire MBA and I met this guy named Rob Foray in Vegas, and he's an MC guy, and I'm in love with him as, like, an, a career person. Like, I don't want to marry him. And he <laughs> – he's, like, my, like, wannabe MC. But he, like, kind of took – for me personally, like, taking things to the next level for, like, a special event in general and, like, how can we make it more personal? How can we make it less cookie cutter? How can we – like, how can I teach – each DJ how to make it like they go into this wedding like it's their own company um and I would say all of our DJs and all of our photo booth attendants they treat a special event like it's their own like they are like on those websites on like line and they're like a special event DJ Josh da, 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 da. like RJ blah, blah 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 like they're always all typing like they're hustling just as hard as we are um those would probably be the two biggest to mine in the moment totally Yeah, no, those are all great. And I think, you know, I think we've all had those moments where you're faced with the decision, do I go pour the champagne or do I just stay back and do what I'm paid for? And most of the time, Mm -hmm. we're all diving for that champagne. Yeah, yeah. So I I really love that. Um, Let's talk a little bit more about for clients and just kind of your client process. And earlier you talked about – having covers on the speakers and how that was like a game changer for you guys kind of maybe describe that a little bit more 
for our listeners who may not know what that looks like, we can obviously put some pictures and stuff in the blog post with the podcast and everything like that. But maybe um, try to help them imagine that. Because I know when I think covers on speakers, I have no clue what that means. Well, I'm glad you asked me to specify because I'm really good at assuming people know what I'm talking about. Um, It's like my number one. It's my best talent. Um, but basically what the speaker covers are, and this is kind of like what I would tell a bride, like if they were like to see us at a wedding show, cause that's kind of the best place besides a wedding that we can showcase them is I'm like, look at this tower. And then I push on it and then it's a speaker. So basically we put this piece of wood on the top and then we put standex over and then underneath the speaker stand. Um, and so it kind of makes this beautiful white or black canvas um, and it just covers the speakers so rather than it looking like a rock concert at your wedding which if you want that that's great like we partner with live musicians all the time we MC for them we run all that portion and then we let the band do what they do and then we just hang out and have fun um, but that's how we kind of distinguish ourselves is it it's beautiful and we put up lights underneath them too so we can change the colors of what they are so some people like the basic white look and so we'll keep it white during the reception, but then we will put, we'll have the uplights underneath there and then turn them to like dance mode during the dance. So it's like that extra non-in-your-face light show, um, but it's just like fun and different. And then we also have black ones, which I'm obsessed with. Uh, and so anytime like someone is on the schedule and it says they want the black cover speakers, I'm like, I want to DJ that wedding. Um, but I also really like black, so... So maybe that's know. it. I don't know. You know that you'd be kindred spirits with that couple. Yeah, <laughs> you I want like, black speakers. You want black speaker covers? I got you. Um, but they they look really beautiful. They look like towers kind of um, or columns, but not like columns from the 90s. Like sleek and modern. They're very modern. It's a very modern, minimalist look um, that we bring. And it's just, it's all, all in the package. It's not an extra. It's, it's just what we do because we, we don't, we want to blend in. We don't want to be the forefront. We don't want it to be like, oh, wow. Oh, my God. Look at all these beautiful flowers. Look at this beautiful table arrangement. Look at this cool, like, unique, different layout in this beautiful venue. Oh, there's the DJ. Found him because it's, like, in your face. Like, we want to just blend in and be a part. And, like, it's just, like, still that overall experience for the guests. Awesome. Yeah, I think visually, you know, across the board, just depending on the DJ and their setup and the kit, it just varies so mm-hmm. much. And it can be very much industrial and like bare bones and kind of you see all the piping and all of the table and mm-hmm. everything. Or, you know, it's something sleek and classic and modern and beautiful like your guys is. So yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah, we definitely like we hide all the cords, which took me a long time to get good at. <laughs> just remember like I was real young and people were like wow I gotta redo this entire thing for you and I'm like why looks great that's hilarious so for all you youngins out there just making your way in event world just keep going just make sure you cover the cords <laughs> just keep going you're gonna learn you're gonna notice those details eventually someday oh, man yeah so talk a little bit about the the process as a couple like you mm-hmm. know what does that look like from a to z so um, our couples will either book online 
Um, it's very easy to book online for us. We like to make it easy. Our entire thing is we want to make this a good, fun, easy process. We don't want you to worry or anything like that. Um, and I can actually, like, I just got my first prompts for my wedding. So I can, like, really speak to it <laughs> at this point now, um, which kind of cracks me up because I'm like, I know exactly, like, it's what you're like, trying to do with this. Like, I get it. Like, it's just fun. Um, but so someone can book online. Um, I would say like 50% of our clients do just they book online. They put the deposit down because um, they may have seen us at a wedding show or seen us at a different wedding or the referral. So they're already there. They already trusted. They're like, what do I need to do? Boom, done, easy. And then say about 25% of people will call us, call-ins probably. Um, and then the 20 – Five other percent is like meet in person. They want to see, touch, feel it, which don't blame them. You just don't know always what you're going to get. Um, and you, you just don't with any <laughs> vendor, any sales thing ever. That's why you always bring a friend when you buy something off of Facebook Marketplace. Um, and so that's kind of how that process starts. And then um, about, I think it's, yeah, it's eight weeks because it's yesterday was two months until my wedding. Yeah. Um, eight weeks and you get a prompt if you haven't already like gotten in. So then you get your online tools. So you can go in and start picking your must playlist and your do not playlist because we don't want to play any music you hate and we want to play music you love. Um, and the do not playlist is very, very important because sometimes you forgot that you hated a song, um, until you hear it and you're like, well, I forgot I hated that song. Um, and then so you, get, you can get on there at any point from the moment you book, but then eight weeks is when Ellie, who is our wedding planner, starts prompting you and is like, hey, your wedding is in eight weeks. Here's the information I need. Here are, like, you have, like, three or four different ways you can give us the information. We can set up a consultation with you and get it all then. You can have the, like, actual physical Word um, documents and plug in the information that way. You can get online, plug it in that way. We can email back and forth. Um, we really like to meet people where they're comfortable because wedding planning and that song selection can sometimes accidentally be very stressful and we want to take away the stress of that part portion. Um, and so then that portion happens and everything is finalized two weeks before each wedding that happens so we can ensure that we have all the music because sometimes people will have a certain specific song that they love from YouTube that's like not accessible off of iTunes. And we can, like, download that or make it happen. It gives us time to be able to make sure that the exact song and the exact key and the exact everything is everywhere where it needs to be because we have multiple backups um, for each system and then backups for all the systems. So we just want to make sure everything is, like, we don't want someone, we don't want to not have a song for someone's first dance, moral of the story, because that's a big deal. Um, as well as equipment, because we'll do on-site ceremonies, or sometimes they'll do an like outside ceremony over here, and then the reception over there, or they'll do like cocktail hour in this weird spot. But like, we need to make announcements, so we need to have equipment over there, all those kinds of things. Um, so that gives us time to get that all finalized, and then a week before the wedding, your DJ actually calls you. Um, that conversation either is a text like, "Hey, I'm Mara, I'm your DJ. When's a good time to chat?" Or, like, they just pick up the phone call. Just whatever. Is. I usually text. I think majority of our team texts say, hey, are you available? Because we, everyone, like, we're all working other jobs. So I don't want to call someone when they're, like, just got out of meeting with their boss and they're upset. Like, I want to call them when they're at home with their significant other and excited about their wedding in four days. 
Um, and we go everything one last time because who knows when like, oh, my pastor is sick and can't do it. So it's this new guy. So it's like good that I have that name so that I'm not like announced, you know, because what if I don't get to check in with the bride right when she gets there and to go over like bridal shower names and like one last time ask them like what's most important for you for your wedding and they can say this is most important or this is most important. Um, maybe there's like really sensitive family member stuff that like, yes, like Ellie, Tim, Missy told me as a DJ, Mara told me as a DJ, but it's always good to hear, I think, one more time from the bride or the groom or both of them because that can be really a stressful part of people's weddings is the family portion um, because, you know, it's life. So that's kind of like how the process works from beginning to end. I'm in the really fun process where I just put down all the songs that I want to hear at my wedding. And yes, I'm building my own dinner music playlist, my own cocktail hour playlist that live musicians are playing. All of the playlists. All the playlists. I have like four on Spotify. That's amazing. So for you personally, like what what are those looking like? I mean, what are some suggestions that you could throw out to couples for like, what are some of your favorite cocktail hour songs? I know, I think a lot of people think like cocktail hour and they're like, I don't know anything with like strings yeah. or you know like they don't necessarily know song choices mm-hmm. so like maybe what would be like three or four songs that they could suggest to their dj yeah oh that's a good question i'm excited about this question i'm always thinking about this stuff so this is fine um so for cocktail hour and dinner music um we have like set playlists just to make it easy because like during dinner music and cocktail hour like a special event djs photo booth tents we like to go around and touch base with people because um, we're not busy making the dance happen and doing announcements. So I go touch in and like with mother of bride, mother of groom, father of bride, father of groom. Like just go meet and greet with people, get the grand entrance set up, things like that. Um, but I also like to custom build my playlists if I'm able to. Some people are very specific on what they want. But I really like music. Um, I like music that's like makes you feel a kind of way. So, like, my top four songs that I love to play, and I love it when people love that I play them, is Feel So Close by Calvin Harris. This is not a good dance song, and it's not, like, but it's, like, gets you pumped. It, like, makes you feel like, ooh, yeah, it's going to be a good night. Um, And then I really love playing, uh, oh, This Must Be the Place by The Talking Heads because it brings out all the 70s hippies from the crowd. They're like, oh, this is a great song. Um, and it's, again, it's just like, it's a good background song. It's a good song that makes you want to pop your head. Boom, boom, boom. Um, and then I also really like to play, um, uh, Shotgun by George Ezra, but now it's turning into like a good dance song. So I'm going to have some like mental and like issues with that. Like, do I play it twice? Do I only play it once? Like, when do I play it? I really love playing that song. And then um, a song that not a lot of people know, but a lot of people like once they hear it. And it's actually the song of my processional with Reese. So we have live musicians. Um, my cousin's, my, my dad's, half of my dad's band <laughs> um, is doing our ceremony. But the, our processional song is called Thunder Clatter by Wild Club. I definitely recommend everyone should go look it up. It's like the words are like super sweet but like not cheesy and like it's got this really cool feel. But that's what I would like cocktail hour and dinner music. I mean, I just really like to 
I get put on a lot of the, like a lot of my friends, I, I only do requests now and it's like all people I know. And so I think that I'm not going to be busy and then I am. It's great. I love it. But I just like custom make based on like what I know they like and like they chose me because they like my choice of music. So I kind of do this thing, but we do have like preset playlists that are also super incredible. I help make them. Um, but it's just kind of like a fun thing for me to do. Like I get really excited about playlists. That's awesome. Good thing you're a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I love Spotify. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, Spotify has some good, good stuff. So wait, you do you have Spotify playlists that people could go and um, look for? Yeah, they could follow me. I yeah? mean, it's there's no like a special event one. Okay. Um, I think. But if that, you want suggestions, yeah, uh, I will give you what my name is. Um, and you can put in the blog post because yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds good. We can definitely um, put a link in I there. I think it's my Compass Project back when I was trying to do a blog, but it could just be Mara Bryant. I don't know, but I have lots of playlists on there. I get really excited about my playlists because um, I like to do different and interesting songs Yeah, for cocktail and dinner music. Awesome. So well, I know. Bored. When you were talking about cocktail music, I was like, oh, yeah, that would be good songs for a cocktail because, like you said, it gets you, like, pumped and ready for the rest of the night, whereas I feel like some weddings I go to, the cocktail hour music makes you want to, like, take a nap. Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want people to get tired. I need them to stay the entire night. I'm yes. like – I'm I like for me, like as I like, I'm very competitive. So I always I'm like, okay, so there's a hundred people here. This is a small wedding, obviously, that I just described. There's a hundred people here. My goal is to get sixty percent of them to stay. Which like that's sixty that's people on big. the big. Yeah. So I like really set a high goal. So I gotta keep them like interested. Like they gotta know what's gonna happen next. Because if they don't, then they're just gonna go home because I'm boring. And that's and it's like not about me, but I'm like, how can I make this wedding for Clayton and Leslie be amazing if they're all falling asleep. Yes, totally. I mean, I love me some Rat Pack, but <laughs> gotta keep them awake. Yes. So once you like hit open dance floor and everything's happening, um, I'd love to throw a couple situations at you just to Ooh, see yeah. like how you would handle it. Yeah. Um, so obviously, first one, what do you do when people aren't dancing? Um. So the first thing I jump to do is I'll play what we call icebreakers. Um, so your cha-cha slide, your cupid shuffle, whatever. That like kind of like people are like, oh, oh I gotta go dance to this song. Um and then I play like a, just another great dance song. Like maybe whatever is popular at that time, maybe something that's on the must playlist that I know is like as us as the a special event people we say in our Snapchat, total bangers. Um <laughs> Something like that. But what I really do coach, like, because I don't ever want to deal with that. I hate having a um, a dance floor that isn't busy. Is during, so bride and groom go out. They go take pictures or they go into a different room or they go relax or whatever you want to do as a couple to go do your thing um, after the ceremony, before the reception. If you want that grand entrance is I, even at some point during the day, I go meet with the bridal party or the wedding party and the couple and anyone else who's important that's there at the time. And I, like, I give them a, I tell them, I get, I get a 30 second speech. Number one, let's get lined up. And I line them up real quick. Luckily, we live in the Midwest. I don't get a lot of really crazy weird names, so I still have to double check. Um, and then I tell them, tonight, everyone wants to hang out with you. Um, and so if you're not on the dance floor, no one's on the dance floor. And then I'm like, do we want to have a good dance party tonight? Do we want to have a good party? Yes. 
okay, so when you get your drink, where are you going? To the dance floor. Got it. So that, like, in itself helps helps the whole not having a dance party dance floor empty because if the wedding party's on there, then everyone else will start to go on there. Um, but I'm not afraid to stop a song mid-song if it starts killing the dance floor. I'm like, I'm sorry you guys didn't like that on the mic. That's what I'll say. I'm like, let's get a better song on there. It's your night, not mine. Tell me what you want to hear. Yeah, so, yeah. Awesome. Kind of like, it kind of ranges different every time, but I, I do like try to preemptively not have that issue. Yeah, that no, I think that's huge. Because I know like, for me thinking about my wedding reception, I barely spent any time on the dance floor. Granted, we had like tons of college friends who were still college kids at the time and like younger siblings and like our dance floor was still packed. But I'm like, I'm thinking about the weddings that I have been to videoing and I'm like, oh yeah, if the couple isn't on the dance floor, no one's on the dance floor. So yeah, that's a great, great tip. Um, Another scenario that I wanted to ask you, I hear a lot of times people not necessarily complaining about DJs, but like kind of the cheesiness behind everything, like the reception cheesiness of everything. So like, do you guys do activities or, you know, like what do you do for entertainment if dancing isn't like cutting it? Well, um, we aren't cheesy. And I really like, I know probably everyone says that, but like it makes me want to throw up if we were to ever be cheesy because gross. Um, but I would say like if, so we do like to ask couples, like, what are you looking for on your dance floor? Things like that. Cause like, I know like just back in my hometown is just like, it's a very isolated group of people. Like half of the people are like huge dancers and then half are just partiers or they like to drink and have a good time. Um, so if that's the case, we do, we, Ace for Sloan, we have a game pack. So we can bring like giant Jenga and like huge Connect Four and like all these different things. So at least people are doing stuff um, and not just sitting there like not dancing, you know. Um, but when it comes to that at some point, like there's been times where like it's like they just want to talk and they just want to like talk and drink and be by the dance floor but not on the dance floor but we also do coach and tell all of our brides and grooms um and couples like if you can have your dance floor and then a bar right next to your dance floor and then a photo booth or like whatever your other entertainment is maybe you're having this really cool late night snack maybe you're having this cool cupcake bar maybe you're having this other cool form of entertainment whatever it is have it as close to the dance floor as possible because if people get tired and they want to do something else it's not that far of a jump. Like, they can go do the photo booth and come right back. They won't get distracted. They won't see their coat. They won't see their purse and be like, oh, I'll just leave. Or, oh, I'll just go talk to this person. Like, if you can try to contain them in that area, that's what I usually recommend. Um, but sometimes people just don't want to dance, and that's okay. Sometimes people don't know that. Um, but we, like, we always check in with the bride and groom or the planner or both, and we're like, what do you want to do? Like, I'm trying to get people to dance. Like, like what, what song do you want to hear? Like, what song is going to get you and all your best friends on the dance floor? I ask that question, like, at least 10 times a night, even when the dance floor is packed. Because I don't know what song you guys loved in college that you guys used to, like, put on every single time you're ready to get hyped. I don't know that song. You know that song. So tell me. 
so I can play it so you guys can get on the dance floor. And, like, the responses to that are hilarious. Like, some people's songs, um, they're like, like, uh, Celine Dion. They're like, that song gets us hyped. I'm like, really? <laughs> Celine Dion gets you hyped? Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll play it. I'm interested in this. I'm here for you. <laughs> I'm, I believe you. <laughs> Not my choice. So it's just like all like and that's what it all comes down to is like what questions can you ask the bride and groom so that they're honest with you because I've definitely had instances where I was like I checked in with them like 10 times like I don't understand why they seem unhappy right now it's like 10 p.m. but I didn't ask the right questions and so then I talked to the maid of honor who like basically becomes a translator and asks that right question then the dance floor is packed because the bride's on the dance floor. Yeah, that maid of honor or uh, be best friend of the bride, BFOTB, they always know. The groom doesn't know. No. The groom does not know what happens on girls' nights. Or And the bride doesn't know what happens on groom's nights, and the groom's doesn't know what happens on the other groom's nights. And the, I'm trying to be inclusive. You're mm-hmm. good. You're good. <laughs> So we've talked a lot about your DJ services and everything else like that. What do you guys have um, either coming down the line or what's something that you're really excited about for the future? Um, the biggest thing right now, and it's happening and it's happening more and more, is DJ Drummer. Um, it's kind of like the perfect mesh of live music and DJ. So we have three drummers within Omaha and Des Moines. We're still looking for one in Iowa City which we can travel to Iowa City, but it'd be nice to just have someone there who can do it, you know, um, is they play music. Like, they play the drums while the DJ plays songs, and it's just, like, this extra level of, like, live music, but then you still get all the benefits of having a DJ and, like, having every song that you want to have played and having, like, an MC and, like, someone who's doing that because sometimes with bands, like, bands are great, and I love bands, but, like, a special event, like, we have a lot of partnerships with bands where we just do the emceeing and then they do the band part and we just peace out after their first set because at that point they've got it taken care of. And so I, like, love DJ Drummer. I was not really a believer at first. And then my dad was like, just come downstairs. Like, let me just, like, show you. Like, I was home for the weekend. I was like, Dad, you're not going to sell me on this. I think that you're, like, a loser. Like, it's fine. Not really a loser. And he's like, let me just show you. So you start out with these, like, light-up glow sticks, and I was sold. And, like, we did it for, like, four hours, just him and I. Like, it's so much fun. <laughs> just us two in the basement with light-up glow sticks and a drum set and some musician equipment. So I'm really excited about that. Um, we, as a company, are looking to get – we're trying to decide between, like, a, a gifty booth, so kind of like that extra level, because we have a video booth which is super cool because it takes a six-second video and then it slows it down. So people are hilarious. People are so funny. And then it takes a, the picture, but then in the Giphy booth where you can, like, send it to your wherever or, like, the hashtag booth where it just prints. So you, like, do whatever the hashtag is, and then the printer picks up all the hashtags on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, and it prints it out right then and there. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking about a special event and all of the things that are happening for you guys Mm -hmm. here, which is very exciting. Um, Before we go, though, leave us with where everyone can find you, email addresses, social media, et cetera. Yeah. So our social media is 
at a special event DJ because yeah, that's what you do. Um, and then our Facebook is a special event DJ and Facebook. And then our website is www.aspecialeventdj.com. Um, and then at that point, you can find a phone number to reach us. I, I don't think I'm going to, like, give my phone number out right now because um, I already got to get enough of those spam calls that everyone knows what I'm talking about. Um, and then my personal Instagram is underscore, underscore Mara Brian. Type in Mara Brian. It'll come up. Brian with a Y. Um, and I try to like share things like event stuff on both. Um, cause sometimes I'm like, oh, this event stuff is like very much Mara style, not a special event style. Um, and I do a lot of pictures of my dogs and Reese cause he's pretty cute. Um, which is good cause I'm going to marry him. That I think that. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you. And hopefully we'll have a chance to chat again soon. Yeah. So, what did you think? Mara just has such a vibrant personality that the second you meet her, you feel like you're going to be friends. So, thank you very much for being our guest today, Mara. We have a lot of exciting episodes coming up. I have been asked to share my story. So, that should be the next episode or two, depending on how this weekend goes. And so if you have questions for me about how I've gotten into it or anything like that, please DM me at Nebraska Wedding Podcast. And I would love to hear your suggestions on who else you would like to hear from. Would you like to hear from more DJs? Would you like to hear from more florists? Would you like to hear from transportation companies? Um, if you're a couple planning your wedding, please let me know who you are interested in hearing from and the questions that you have for them. All right. Don't forget to connect with us online at Nebraska Wedding Podcast on Instagram. All of the show notes are on my blog, www.laceworkfilms.com slash blog. And uh, connect with me. My personal Instagram is at Laceworkfilms. I hope to see you next week.